You're wrong. Wrong about what? Nathan. In what way? He isn't your friend. Excuse me? I'm sorry. Eva, I, I don't understand. You shouldn't trust him. You shouldn't trust anything he says. Hey, yo, welcome back, my friends, to another thrilling, spectacular episode of In Madness Pod. Sean the Butcher here with Vertebrae 33. What's going on? What's going on, Sean? On our break, week break, I was studying robotics, so I'm, I'm an expert now. Move your arm. Can you can you take it off? Let me see. Take your <laughs> yeah. arm off. I don't yeah, believe that's, you're you. That, that's what I was doing. Was, Let me see your skin. To... Dude, take your eyeball skin off. I want to see. We are joined, as we were last week, by our good buddy, Andrew Herman, front man of Johnny Booth. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy Thank to be here. Again. Thank you for having us. Thank you for also picking this movie along with Vertebrae 33. You guys were <laughs> heavy on Ex Machina. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Vertebrae's been preaching it since we started. Uh, thank you for joining us on In Madness Monday. If you're listening on In Madness Monday on the socials at In Madness Pod, In Madness Pod at gmail.com. After this episode, we will be dipping into the mail sack to read what you have sent us. Herman, we did not check the mail, uh, our mail email for months. And then I accidentally logged into it and was like, oh my God, there's emails in here, which I didn't think would happen. So we just made a full episode of reading listener emails, which turned out to be very positive and, and constructive. And I, I did enjoy it. So we're hoping that'll keep happening. Nice. Uh, we, we haven't gotten have... any complaints yet. I, I would like somebody to yell at us about something. Oh, uh, here we go. Now they're all going to be complaining. <laughs> yeah, I want something. I want like some facts. Honestly, like if I got something wrong, I'd want to know that too because I'm you know tight on getting this stuff correct. So yeah, if I make any mistakes, yeah, yeah. or you want to tell me more about AI or you want to talk about some of the influences of this film, that would be fantastic. We also have the YouTube In Madness YouTube. We have the In Madness playlist with Whitney Houston on it, with Dillinger Escape Plan on it, with the Ronettes on it. You're never going to hear a mix like the In Madness playlist on Spotify. It is also in the description uh, link of every single one of these episodes. We have been reviewing this movie. I really did enjoy this movie. I really didn't get to actually say if I loved it or hated it. I really dug this movie i'm not going to sit around and watch it as much as i watch like evil dead or whatever or halloween <laughs> but i'm definitely i like it a lot more than cabin in the woods and i'll definitely oh come on yeah yeah but, wait, wait, how many times did you watch this for the podcast Sean? I, I uh twice, twice twice essentially once once for notes but to do it taking notes takes like four hours so i watched it very very slowly a lot of pausing for you yeah, yeah, because yeah, I just I want to I was I, I'm tired of getting names wrong and hearing things. I used to not use subtitles, but now now, please let me tell you, hang on. My life has changed because I never used to dig subtitles. I hated them. But then I started using them for these notes because it's very essential to know what the hell people are saying. Then I'm sitting here watching Netflix last night with no subtitles, and I'm like, well, stop, stop, stop. Just watching Netflix, not for anything other than watch it. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I got I need subtitles. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this without subtitles. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and watch something. I need it. It's like a comfort blanket of knowing what the hell is going on so I don't miss anything. So yeah, now I use subtitles for everything. It's definitely yeah. Nice. Yeah, it helps look up things too because you're not spelling it, you're not figuring out how to spell it. They've spelled it on the screen for you. So if you want to Google something, it's easy to. If you want to blue book something, it's easy for you to blue book it. (laughs) Well, before we get into it, much love to our uh, buddy Andrew Herman, his band Johnny Booth, the new album Moments Elsewhere out now. Just announced a tour. Make sure you check out the boys. Uh, Tell them you heard them on In Madness Pod on Liquid Metal. Much love to all the Johnny Booth family. Uh, represent uh, the intro for this show is actually done by Lopardo over at Westfall Studios, where you guys did the album. So, shout out to Westfall family. Shout out to Tony. Hey, how you doing, Tony? How you doing? <laughs> we were just hanging out at the Mood Tooth show. Good time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, shall we get back into it? Are you ready for episode twenty? A big one for us, part two in Madness Pod. Ex Machina. Hell yeah. 
it's a, right. a pivotal a pivotal scene here here we go my pits are sweating we last left you ava session four she's sitting with caleb he's explaining to her when he was in college he did a semester on ai theory they did a thought experiment called mary in the black and white room mary's a scientist her special subject is color she knows everything there is to know about it waves wavelengths neurological effects every property a color could have but she lives in a black and white room she was born there raised there can only observe the outside world on a black and white monitor one day she opens the door walks out sees a blue sky and at that moment she learns something that all her studies couldn't tell her she learns what it's like she learns what it feels like to see color. This is all intertwined with her first in black and white, then outside, very colorful atmosphere. Caleb says the experiment was to show students the difference between a computer and human mind. The computer is Mary in a black and white room. The human is when she walks out. Caleb asks Ava if she knows he was brought there to test her. She says no. We see a shot of Nathan watching them. Kyoko is passed out or shut down perhaps mm -hmm. laying behind nathan we hear caleb telling ava he's there to test if she has consciousness or if she's just simulating one behind nathan we see kyoko who opens her eyes turns back on maybe caleb tells ava nathan isn't sure if she has consciousness or not he asks her how that makes her feel nathan gets up from his computer now kyoko is watching caleb and ava on the screen Ava says it makes her feel sad. And then the power goes out again. Hmm. Nathan's looking around like, what the fuck? Immediately, Caleb asks Ava, why did you tell me I can't trust Nathan? She says, because he lies about everything. Caleb asks if he lies about the power being cut. He asks her if Nathan is still monitoring them. Caleb wonders if the blackouts are orchestrated so we can see how they behave when they think they're not being watched. Ava says she charges her batteries using induction plates. If she reverses the power flow, it overloads the system. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Mm. She's causing the power cuts. And then she goes, so we can uh, see how we behave when we're unobserved and puts her hand on the glass. Mm -hmm. Manipulation. Manipulation. More of it from, from, from her, from, from Nathan, it's it's ridiculous here. Um, Caleb's getting it every way. He really is the whole movie. Um, but I think it's interesting too because this is the you're kind of first I think supposed to realize that uh, is it Kyoko, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That she is potentially a robot. I mean, you're it's kind of hinted at the scene before where they're dancing. Um, <laughs> what the, it's. Yeah. It's interesting because he makes her dance. You know what I mean? And I think right then and there, that's when I think the first time I saw the movie, I was like, oh, she's a fucking robot because she's mm. not, doesn't look like she's dancing because she wants to dance. Yeah. Mm. yeah. To dance. And then that is when that leads into this stuff mm. um, where the power cuts out and like the, the secrets again, you know, it's not just one mm. secret now. It's kind of turning into like a pattern, like a mm. relationship, you know? I do think it's interesting to Kyoko. You said John like shuts down, or and and I would say like if the end goal is to maybe people, if he's thinking people would have this robot in their house, you live with an AI that helps you do things around the house. I think there would have to be some sort of shutdown mode to make people comfortable with it, because when we see Ava just kind of sitting there, it feels weird. Like it feels weird that there wouldn't be. Yeah, you know, close I mean, your eyes for the love of God. Do, yeah, do not just sit there with your eyes open. You need eight hours of shut eyeball time. Yeah, and you got it. If you need Sean's stuff to go to sleep, then fine. If you yes, you know. mask, white noise, earplugs, <laughs> melatonies. Yeah, melatonies. We cut to Caleb and Nathan climbing this beautiful waterfall, a mountain, glacier. I don't know filthy rich billionaire trillionaire we got nathan relaxing caleb hits him with can we talk about the lies you've been spinning me what lies i didn't win a competition i wasn't part of a lottery i was selected 
it's obvious once I thought about it. Why would you randomly select an examiner for your Turing test? You could have had some bean counter turn up at your front door, the guy who fixes the air conditioning. Nathan tells the competition was a smokescreen. He didn't want anyone to know what he was doing or why he required Caleb. Caleb's like, why me? I needed someone who would ask the right questions. So I did a search. I found the most talented coder in my company. Instead of seeing this as deception, you should see it as proof. Caleb doesn't understand. Nathan says, you don't think I know what it's like to be smart, smarter than everyone else, jockeying for a position. You got the light on you. Not lucky. Chosen. And he pats him on the back and walks away. I think that's another biblical reference too, right? It's it's mm-hmm. the constant pulling of of like religion and God, the, you know, not lucky, the chosen part, you know, mm-hmm. again, with the whole constant uh, Old Testament references. <laughs> I think it's obviously deliberate his type, the type of manipulation that he's doing right here too, um, you know, playing into the fact that he wants it to mean something and the idea that he's been selected for something more, you know, instead of just kind of like the, a meaningless life, essentially. Yeah, he's being recognized and, and he doesn't have parents, so he doesn't have that structure to say, Hey, congratulations, son. You're really smart, right? Parents often do that even, you know, over the top, you know, good parents do that to encourage their children. And he doesn't have that. So for him, this is in some ways, dad kind of recognizing him. And so it's extra disappointing to think that it could have been anybody that that he picked and then it gets even more, you know, sad when you realize it couldn't have been anybody because you checked off all the right columns for him to play you and and ultimately for her to play him too. But um, and I think that's just, you know, starting to rip him apart, although he's got a moment of success, you know, coming up for a short period of time, at least. Hmm. <laughs> we cut to Nathan punching the bag. Kyoko's watching. Cut to Caleb in the shower, imagining Ava and him. You see them in black and white. Caleb and Ava kiss. We see Nathan and Kyoko. They're making out. All these guys are obsessed with banging robots. <laughs> that, that that's it. Episode done. <laughs> On the TV screen in Caleb's room, Nathan approaches Ava. She's drawing. Caleb sees the screen. He sees Nathan tear up Ava's drawing, throws it on the floor, and walks out of the room. We cut to Kyoko in Nathan's room, staring at his Jackson Pollock painting. Caleb walks in. Where's Nathan? She begins taking off her top. Caleb nervously keeps putting it back on. Nathan walks in and tells Caleb he's wasting his time trying to talk to her. However... You wouldn't be wasting your time if you were dancing with her. And boom, hits the button. The room turns red like Herman's room. If you're watching us on YouTube right now in Madness Pod, this funky ass music comes on. Kyoko immediately begins dancing. <laughs> Caleb asks Nathan what he did with Ava, why he tore up her picture. Nathan replies that he's going to tear up the fucking dance floor and then starts in sync dancing with Kyoko. He's drunk as Love hell. It. Give it up to Oscar Isaac for quite a, I mean, both the, the Kyoko is played by a woman who was a professional dancer. So they killed it. They yeah, killed they, it. They really had it already. But, and, and, and such Caleb, a weird moment in yes. this, like yeah. in this Oreo cookie of a movie, like this center right here is just like, it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I mentioned it before th- thinking that it happened before the series oh we caught you we caught yeah, you i i that's a herman fact um <laughs> i apologize to the it's all good i apologize to the to the entire community we do that often uh, we do it often i don't know why it's like fun. when we stopped when we when we um started this episode i was like oh we, that scene happened we didn't talk about it idiot it's here <laughs> and whole thing plays into consent right um her not being able to consent to the dancing sex that's happening before this scene too you know Mm -hmm. it's not just manipulation it's like i think this is the turning point in the movie where you're like it's they're not just figures that you know not just that he's manipulating them but he's um abusing them like it's throughout the movie but here's the part where to me i was like this shit's abuse yeah right right 
And Caleb's horrified. He's standing there horrified by this dance party. And what's crazy is as his character, we're horrified because we're seeing all these other bits and bops that he doesn't see in the film. Um, but I don't, I'm unsure why he's so horrified with it. Cause he doesn't know she's a robot. Maybe he's freaked out from their interaction. They just had seconds ago, or he definitely knows something's up with her. I wonder, do you think he knows she's a robot at this point? I think at that moment he has an idea. I don't think he really knows until later in the movie, but Mm -hmm. it feels robotic in her responses. Like she immediately tries to take off her clothes. She immediately just starts dancing, even though she comes off kind of upset and Mm -hmm. almost, you know, I think it feels really obvious that she doesn't really want to do this, but she's, it has to do it, you know? Um, it's it. This scene is super interesting to me. It's I love definitely it. a like the beginning of the end downfall kind of a scene where you're like something's for him. It's 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 like okay something's wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a moment we have for that on this podcast. We haven't gotten to it yet, but we're getting there, and I'll explain it further when we get it. But it seems like that was Herman's moment. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes, I think so. <laughs> no, no. We'll, get in, we'll get into it shortly. The men leave the room. Nathan is slapping himself in the face. He's spitting on the floor. He says he's spinning. Caleb says he's drunk. Nathan corrects him. No, it's relativity. Everything is spinning. Being drunk just makes it worse. And I kind of like that theory. He passes out <laughs> face down on his bed. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Cut to Ava, session five. Ava says today she's going to test Caleb. She tells Caleb that if he lies, she will know. Question one, what's your favorite color? Red, lie. Caleb asks, what's his favorite color? She says she doesn't know. It isn't red. Caleb understands. I'm not six. I don't have a favorite color. She goes better. Answer, question two, what's your earliest memory? He begins telling her the story from kindergarten. She says, lie. Then he remembers an earlier memory, a sound, his mother's voice. Question three, are you a good person? He stops the test. He's a, she's a walking lie detector. He's stepping into a minefield and she refuses to stop. Are you a good person? He thinks so. Question four. What happens to me if I fail your test? He doesn't know. Do you think I'll be switched off because I don't function as well as I'm supposed to? Tells her he doesn't know. It's not up to him. Why is it up to anyone? Do you have people who test you who might switch you off? He says no. She says then why do I? Holds up a ripped picture against the glass. And once again, the power cuts. And I think this is a picture of Caleb. Mm-hmm. She, tells yeah, him she, want, she tells him she wants to be with him. Question five. Do you want to be with me? Mm. <sighs> yeah, it's the line of questioning here is super interesting in the movie because the way that she walks again is he's in order to get out, she needs to play, you know, not just into her sexuality, but her, his empathy. Um, mm-hmm. And here like the, he, she lead the same way that Nathan does to him leads him to how he should feel mm-hmm. in that moment. You know, Nathan does this throughout the movie to him too, but she's slowly, I maybe even learned this from Nathan, which would be, kind of interesting thing but you know the line of questioning are you a good person what happens to me Mm. you know do you want to be with me like that Mm -hmm. that is purposefully leading him down uh you know a hole we cut to nathan standing outside caleb approaches him why did you make ava odd question wouldn't you if you could and this all reminds me of prometheus david and scumbag holloway why do you think your people made me? Because we could. Imagine the disappointment if your engineers said the same thing about you. But again, Caleb says he doesn't know. He asked Nathan why he did it. The arrival of strong AI has been inevitable for decades. The variable was when, not if. So Ava isn't a decision. She's an evolution. Nathan says the next model will be the real breakthrough. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Next model, after Ava. Caleb says he didn't know there was going to be one after Ava. What, you thought she was a one-off? 
He says he knew there was probably prototypes, but he thought Ava wasn't the first, but that she'd be the last. Nathan tells him Ava doesn't exist in isolation any more than you or I. She's part of a continuum. Version 9.6, which it's good to see that Nathan numbers his robots the same way we numbered this podcast. Ridiculously. <laughs> Caleb asks what he does with the old model when he creates a new one. He downloads the mine, unpacks the data, adds it to new routines he's been writing. And to do that, you end up partially formatting so memories go, but the body survives. Ava's body is a good one. Nathan asks if Caleb feels bad for Ava. He tells him, feel bad for yourself. One day the AIs are going to look back on us the same way we look at fossil skeletons, an upright ape living in dust with crude language and tools all set for extinction. Yup. Caleb says, I am, I am become death, destroyer of worlds. There you go again, Mr. Quotable. It's not me. It's Oppenheimer said after he made the atomic bomb, but Nathan knows that. And the mm -hmm. boys continue drinking. And, and, and so he, he kind of goes back and forth. Does Nathan with appealing to his intellect versus emotions. And I wonder Nathan's plan. He didn't plan this part out too well because you're going to connect this kid with her and then you're going to tell him that we're just going to revise her and shut her down and, and transfer it. And then he's like, no, no, but think with your scientific mind after he's been playing his emotional mind the entire time. I think um, this is a part of that in some way because he knows that he's starting to get feelings for her. So I think mm -hmm. he purposefully says this here to kind of see if he'll do what he kind of wants him to do, which is essentially empathize with her so much that he's willing to like break all the rules and, you know, break her out. That's essentially the, his test. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it is it is intentional on his part, but I do think he severely underestimates him. I think at this point he really feels like he's got him a hundred percent. You know, this I know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. and you know, I I got this kid. I think this is really when he's like, this dude's fucked. Right, but he's going to play him, use him up, and send and send him away. I wonder if he even thinks about what. You know, if you go through an experience like this in your life, how do you then go back into normal society? Like you've, he's, if if the ending doesn't happen the way it does, and he just leaves and goes back, I I don't know how he even he just goes back to that regular job at Blue Book, like coding and stuff. That seems like he's ruined a after this. He's a tool. He's a he's yeah. a useful tool. He doesn't care about what actually happens to him. That's why it makes him sign the NDA partially, I mm -hmm. think. But I don't think um, there's any care as to like what happens to him after something like this. He surrounded himself by AI and machines. You know, I think his real blind spot is humanity because mm -hmm. he's so disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. he, un he, he underestimates it, I think, in a lot right. of ways. And he does big time in this yeah exactly. coming up well nathan's got his own goddamn problems because dude is drinking heavily vodka right out the bottle gross he's plastered <laughs> he says he's in battle in forests on the precipice of the mountain on the great dark sea in sleep and confusion in the depths of shame the good deeds of man is done before defend him and he repeats this then says it's promethean man you see what i'm saying prometheus Mm -hmm. He passes his drunk ass out. Caleb goes right for his key card, snags it, and heads right to Nathan's computer room and begins writing code. And Nathan is reciting, uh, it's a poem from the Hindu holy book okay. that uh, was translated into English by uh, Oppenheimer. Oh, so, shit. yeah, so we get this weird, weird connection right here. Um. And then just a little bit when he's doing the code stuff, the numbers, if you were to put that algorithm in, the numbers that come up are actually like the ISBN number of the book, the robotics book by Murray Shanahan. Good that's a nice Lord. little Easter egg there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garland a, was busy. That's such a smart Easter egg too, because it's small. You have to actually like look at the code. 
And I think the yeah. code he's using is a real, it's like an archaic, it's like an old, old. It is. It's an old code, kind of a, a, a real world algorithm. It's got a name. It's the, I wrote it down. It's, um, but I'm going to destroy this name. It's C. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. You know what? We'll put it in the notes, but there's. It's like Sieve of Erastothenis. I don't know, but that's, that's a yes. long name. Yeah, I just destroyed it. But yeah, it is a real, it is a real code. But um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Caleb's going through Nathan's old files. We see the past robots malfunctioning, not doing what they're supposed to. We see a video of him talking to one. It's sitting there naked. Why won't you let me out? Because you're very special. The machine begins repeating, screaming, why won't you let me out? Then we see it locked behind a door, beating the door till the hands fall off. Mm -hmm. Caleb turns around and there's Kyoko laying naked on Nathan's bed. There are multiple mirrors in the room. Kyoko doesn't move, just lays there naked. Caleb walks up to a mirror, opens it, robot. Opens another, robot. And another, and another. All these past robots that did not function to Nathan's liking. Nathan awakes from his drunk-ass slumber. Kyoko gets her naked ass off the bed, approaches Caleb, folds over her skin, and God damn it, I knew it. She's a robot. <laughs> Nathan drunkenly stumbles to his room. Fuck, where's my key card? Falls to the floor. Out walks Caleb. What's wrong, Nathan? I lost my key card. Caleb scrapes it on the floor, makes it like he's picking it up. Tells him, Nathan, here, you dropped your card. That was a swift little move that he does there. The way the he does it, he purposefully. And that's the first time that he starts manipulating back. And that's the one time he really underestimates him. But the fact he does that little swift, he doesn't just hand it to him or like misdirect him. He purposely like swipes it on the floor. So he hears it and he's like, oh, yeah, I must have just dropped it. You know, yeah, not, yeah, he not like underestimates him. him. Yeah. And picking out the, uh, the women from the mirrors, obviously the same thing with the reflections, the mirrors um, through the looking glass. Uh, Alice Wonderland references, you know, that's opening each mirror, having basically an atrocity behind each one. We cut to Ava staring out a window, cut to Caleb in bed, thinking about Kyoko with her skin off and the robot skeleton underneath, like the Terminator. Which finally, my friends, brings me to my milking, milking of the alpaca's moment. moment. Now, Herman, this is the moment I was explaining. This was yours before when you were talking about it. The milking of the alpacas moment is on this show where in whoever's opinion, the shit absolutely hits the fan and everything starts going berserk. And that comes from our color out of space episode where they milk the alpacas. And that's kind of when the movie takes a turn for the crazy shit. And for me, this what happens in these next 45 seconds is that moment. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Caleb gets out of bed. He looks in the mirror for a quick second and you see the quick effect in the mirror. The same as in the beginning, like the predator. This is insane. Caleb so far down the rabbit hole with all these robots around him and talks of artificial intelligence. This dude begins checking his body to make sure that he too is not a robot. He's checking his ribs, his eyes. He's ripping his cheeks apart, looking inside his mouth. Insane that he is questioning his own existence as a human. We see the mirror has all these glitchy effects in it. Watching him, this dude takes a razor out of his shaver. He cuts his forearm open with it, showing no pain, no emotion whatsoever. He's bleeding everywhere. As he's bleeding, he's just pulling the wound open. Blood is pouring out of it. It's like he doesn't believe that it's real blood coming out of him. He still thinks he might be a robot. He bleeds all over the place, smears the blood on the mirror, and punches it. Yeah. Whoa. And, and we just said he was kind of getting control. Like he has a moment where he makes that move with the key card. And, and, and no, he then just goes off the rails with this, this moment completely. And... Yeah, this is this is where the, the last half hour or so of this movie just gets so insanely intense. It's the pacing picks up and it's different. We have 
the slow pacing in the beginning or slower and visions of nature. And we still get some of that, but it, it, it's definitely, this is, yeah, this would be my milking of the alpaca as well. As well. <laughs> There's a lot of alpaca milk in this, in this scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some movies have multiple milking of the alpacas moments, but I try to limit it to just one now. Just one. Yeah. Now it's yeah. just one. I mean, this is a definitely a good pivotal moment. Interesting that he chose to cut himself in that way too. Mm -hmm. i don't know i it was the first thing i noticed because he like cut himself going you know fucking hot dog (laughs) yeah he cut his arm hot dog which i was like dude you may actually die like yeah right (laughs) like yeah i mean you're in this place too there's clearly no one else there there's just some robots like i don't know yeah i it's i feel really the more i watch this movie i feel so bad for this kid and we'll get to even feeling worse for him in a little oh, bit. Oh, I don't know, man. I was chuckling like a little, little schoolgirl. Well, that's your kind of moment. So we'll get there. Then we see <laughs> robot Kyoko is watching all of this happen on computer monitors. And then we cut to Ava, session six, sitting alone in a corner, sad. She didn't know where Caleb was. She waited all yesterday afternoon and night for him. Thought she'd never see him again. Caleb is silent. Ava is confused. Caleb says he's waiting, and immediately Ava touches on a panel on the wall, which immediately triggers the power to go out. He tells her, don't talk. Listen, you're right about Nathan. Nathan is going to reprogram your AI, which is the same as killing you. She begs him for help. He tells her he's going to. Tells her they're going to get out of there tonight. Whoa, dude fell in love with a robot. The future's crazy. Future's crazy. Ava asks, how, Caleb? Caleb says he's going to get Nathan drunk, take his key card, reprogram all the security protocols in the house. When Nathan wakes up, he's locked inside. They're gone. Tells her at 10 o'clock, trigger the power failure. She agrees. Cut to Caleb standing, Nathan hanging out in the kitchen. Nathan tells him today's his last day. Helicopter comes tomorrow, 8 a.m. Turns out he's been there a week. It seems genuine, but it's definitely not the conversation they're having. Nathan mm-hmm. says, but what a, what a thing we've shared, huh? Something to tell the grandchildren about. Caleb says, after they sign their NDAs, of course. They share a laugh, which unfortunately seems to be the most genuine moment in this entire movie. However, Caleb is plotting on Nathan. Nathan is plotting on Caleb. So the shaniness begins immediately. I think you're right, though. That's probably the only time. It's the only human moment that Nathan has that isn't like somehow plot or scheduled or you know it's like an actual real moment i didn't pick up on that that's a good point actually we have this long shot of caleb his expression goes from genuine to then remembering what he just said to ava and then just remembering that nathan's a liar and then his face just shifts back to him watching and plotting nathan goes i'm gonna miss having you around and he goes thank you thanks for bringing me here and then very almost immediately rips open the fridge and says, you know what? We need to drink to that. Immediately, Nathan looks over his shoulder, shoots Caleb a look, possibly without Caleb seeing, but God damn it, does he shoot him a look? Caleb goes to hand Nathan the glass and he goes, no, nah, I'm good. Uh Oh, you know, he's like, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I know what you're plotting to do. Also, at this point, I'm like, man, these cameras are totally when the power is down, they're totally on. This is just in my notes what I'm thinking. There's oh, you no thought way. that when you saw it? I didn't even think of that. I think there's no way Nathan doesn't have control 100% of the well, time. Caleb like says it. it too. He's like, I figured that. He, yeah. Right. But earlier he says, like, I figured that they're planted to see how we interact. Act when we're not being observed. When they yeah. think, yeah. Yeah. I thought there was a possibility that Ava and Nathan end up being sort of in cahoots in in some ways. And you always, you Uh always, always, even with, with, with seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not, and not to benefit Nathan still to benefit her. Yeah. But she could play both of them off of each other and still get her release into the, into the world. Um, you know, because she could have just recorded what he said. Yeah. But Caleb's plotting smile quickly turns to a frown. His plan is failing. He still tries harder. 
You don't want to drink? How about a beer? Just laying it on super thick right in the morning, right at breakfast. No subtlety. At he all. does not wait. He gets <laughs> right to it. Nathan says, you may have noticed I've been somewhat overdoing it. So when I woke up this morning, I said, that's it. Time to hit the detox. Caleb's like, come on, man. You're going to make me drink alone? Hey, man, you want to get wasted? Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Literally. I'm on brown rice and mineral mineral water. The boys cheers. Nathan drinks his mineral water. Caleb has his shot. So anyway, now is when you tell me if Ava has passed or failed. He says a moment. Her AI is beyond a doubt. Nathan amazed. Is it? She passed? Caleb says, yes. Nathan is amazed. But then it's like, you know, I'm a bit surprised. Did we ever get past the chess problem? How do you know if a machine is expressing a real emotion or just simulating one? Does Ava actually like you or not? Now that I think about it, a third option, not whether she does or does not have the capacity to like you, but whether she's pretending to like you. Caleb surprised says, pretending to like me? Why would she do that? Maybe if she thought of you as a means of escape. Mm. Caleb sips his glass and nervously goes, mm-hmm. And then Nathan goes, buddy, your head's been so fucked with. I don't think it's me whose head is fucked, Caleb says. Now they're getting down to the nitty-gritty shitty. Nathan says, I don't know, man. I woke up this morning to a tape of you slicing your arm open and punching the mirror. You seem pretty fucked up to me. Caleb calls him a bastard. Nathan says, I understand why you think that, but believe it or not, I'm the guy who's on your side. Come here. I'm going to let you off the hook. We see a shot of Ava in her room with the lights off. The door opens, and it's Kyoko. And Ava says, who are you? Do, do you think he would have let him off the hook? Do you think he would have just let Caleb go after this? He's already made a joke about you know getting rid of people when he doesn't need them anymore. Does he... Mm. If he knows he plotted against him, does he let him go? Or does he just let him go to the copter and helicopter and go home? Probably fires him. I would assume he doesn't work at Blue Book anymore. Mm. I think to him, he's so insignificant. Like I, I think he really views Caleb as like just a fucking idiot, you know, like a yeah. fool to just kind of a means to an end. The real weird part to me is Kyoko. That was the one mystery behind the a lot of this stuff as we get closer to the end, because there's like a scene where she's watching. Right. And then now Mm -hmm. she goes in there on her own, like, Mm -hmm. and I don't really fully understand kind of, especially at that moment where this is going, but also why it's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like why she's not seeing what we're seeing or feeling it the same way emotionally. So why is she picking this moment to sort of rise up? It's it's why I'm now? Sure. Yeah, I assume he's been abusing her and and that way for long period since you know since he made her probably. So why? Yeah, absolutely. Why now? But maybe maybe Caleb's the first person t- to come in that place since he started doing this process. You know, like brings it up, brings it out of her somehow. Yeah. She, she also when before when we talked about the the previous version that was like, why wouldn't you let me out? And is banging. Her, her arms until they fall off. It's not Kyoko, right? It's it's one of the other models behind. Yeah, her. I think so. Yeah, when yeah I, I think it was one of the other. I was models. like, I think it's. I was like, is that Kyoko? Like, oh, maybe. And he like reprogrammed her, and that's why maybe. she's like, right, having these bits of like remembering and not mm. remembering, and like that's why this is happening. I want to go back and watch that part because like, I was when I first saw it, that I immediately was like. Kyoko was that. Mm-hmm. She's like Maybe a recycled machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought, at least. We cut to Nathan and Caleb in Nathan's room, showing Caleb a video of Nathan speaking to Ava, asking her if she thinks Caleb is watching them. She says the cameras are on. Nathan says, Yeah, but he doesn't have the audio feed. So he just sees two people talking, having a little chat. Nathan turns around in his chair and smiles at Caleb. Nathan picks up a picture Ava has on the table, smiles and laughs, says, this is cute. Ava says, this is strange to have made something that hates you. Nathan tears up the picture. This is what Caleb saw happen earlier on his screen. Nathan says, you were right about the magician's hot assistant. What are you talking about? Misdirection. I rip up her picture, which she can then present as an illustration of my cruelty to her and her love for you. At the same time, it allows me to do this. 
in full view of you both. He hits play on the video and says, place a new camera in the room. Battery powered, of course. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Nathan... And this is, I was going to say, it's a fun little playful moment with him with the keys where he has a good back, back and forth him. of him. Yeah, yeah. like this is yeah. one of the few yeah. times where he's just, he seems genuinely he's happy. Fun. He's yeah. having fun. Because he, at this moment, he, he's like, I'm smarter than both of you, right? I played you both, suckers. Yep. yep. So we see him placing a camera out of frame. And then there they are, Ava and Caleb, talking about the escape plan. Busted so hard. Nathan leaves the video on with them laying out the escape plan. And Caleb's like, turn it off. And Nathan's like, huh, okay. He laughs at Caleb. You feel stupid, but you really shouldn't. Because proving an AI is exactly as problematic as you said it would be. Caleb wants to know what the real test was. It was you. Ava was a rat in a maze and I gave her one way out to escape. She'd have to use self-awareness, imagination, manipulation, sexuality, empathy, and she did. Now, if that isn't true AI, then what the fuck is? Caleb says, so my only function was to be someone she could use to escape. And Nathan goes, yup. Mm. Caleb says, and you didn't select me because I'm good at coding. Nathan goes, nope. And then he goes, well. And then he goes, no, I mean, you're okay. You're pretty good. And then he goes, you selected me based off my search engine inputs. They showed a good kid with no family, moral compass, no girlfriend. And then Caleb hits him with the $3 million question. Did you design Ava's face based on my porno profile? (laughs) Nathan laughs just like that and says, shit, dude. Defeated, (laughs) Caleb says, did you? If a search engine's good for anything, right? (laughs) He says, can I just say one thing? The test worked. It was a success. Ava demonstrated true AI and you were fundamental to that. So if you can, for a second, separate, boom, power outage. We see Ava in her room. The power goes out, but the keypad on her door turns blue. Nathan stops and goes, well, I guess it's 10 o'clock. Ava's going to be wondering where you are. Let me ask you something. How is this plan going to go? Because you didn't fully explain. You were going to get me drunk, steal my card, reprogram the security protocols, but reprogram them to what? Caleb says to change the lockdown procedure so in the event of a power cut, instead of sealing, the doors open. Nathan laughs, says, yeah, that might have worked. And Caleb says, well, we'll find out. What? uh Uh-oh. Nathan says, what do you mean? And then the bomb drops. Caleb goes, I figured you were probably watching us during the power cuts. So I already did all those things when I got you drunk yesterday. Whoa. Now Nathan is concerned. What? He says. Power comes back on. Nathan's looking at his computer in shock. We see Caleb smiling. Nathan is freaking out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ava walking the halls freely. Walks past the faces on the wall in the hallway, sees one that looks eerily similar to hers. Behind (laughs) her, we see Kyoko approaching. Nathan turns around and punches Caleb right in his stupid little face. (laughs) And we see her in the in the Slipknot hallway, Sean. So she's (laughs) she's just going to take the uh, drummer's mask down because we don't need that anymore, right? We have to get a new one. The wound's still fresh. Well, yeah, big shout out to Jay Weinberg. Big shout outs to Jay Weinberg. This, this movie really was ahead of its time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, Caleb drops like a sack of potatoes. So now this psycho Nathan takes a barbell, drops all the weights off it, so there's just a pipe in his hand. We see Kyoko and Ava. They're staring at each other. They're touching each other. Ava whispers to Kyoko, but we, doesn't, we don't know what she says. Kyoko's holding a knife. Uh-oh. Up comes Nathan. He screams to Ava, go back to your room. She's like, will you ever let me out? He lies 
and says yes, but she knows he's lying. And what do you think she said to her? Mm. What did she whisper? I know that she's tapping her arm, and Uh I think she's trying to like reprogram her in some way. I think Mm. I think the tapping is is basically binary, but I have Hmm. no idea what she's saying because you really can't read her lips at all. I I genuinely there's got to be something out there about like ideas about it, but I, I mm-hmm. genuinely have no idea. That was the one part of the movie where I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, I have no idea how to even predict it. Maybe she let her know that, you know, he's using us. And when he's done, he's going to shut, shut you up. down. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to shut down. I did. Like I said, I did think the tapping had something to do with like machine code. Definitely. Right. Trying to get past whatever wall. Cause she's clearly, AI cognitive, maybe not in the same way that Ava is, but she has these moments of like small clarity, but is still really, really um, inhibited by whatever is programmed into her. So I, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I think has something to do with kind of breaking that firewall and like right. getting her to help her in some way. And I think like Nathan is probably never, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's watched science fiction movies, but he's never paid attention. Like he probably should have had a kill switch in on the on these robots, like yeah, some right? app or something, or a secret <laughs> word. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Oh no. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. they just just shut down because like <laughs> really. Blow I don't up. know. Yeah, they're gonna turn on you. We know that. We know that. Hasn't he seen Terminator? Yeah. Maybe Terminator yeah. doesn't exist in this universe. We I don't mean... know. <laughs> She begins approaching Nathan. This is it. Man versus machine. He tells her to stop. She runs up on him, tackles him. She's mushing his face. She starts choking him. He flips on her, turns her over, pushes her off, and with his pipe, whack, smashes her hand right off. He begins pulling her by the legs, telling her he's taking her back, and as he's backing up slowly with the knife comes Kyoko and slowly stabs Nathan quite literally in the back. He Mm -hmm. turns around and slaps her across the jaw with his pipe, sending her mouth flying across the floor. Ava takes the knife out of his back, turns it around, and slowly sticks it in the middle of his stomach and twists it. Mm -hmm. Nathan turns around. He knows he's fucked and hilariously. He turns around, walks away, bleeding with the knife hanging out of him, and he just goes, fucking unreal. (laughs) (laughs) He's so annoyed. I love it. Yeah, and you know the stabbing with the the knives both times, it's very because slow. It's very slow, and it's a machine, right? Mm. So just going in like in movies, it's it's a human we see stabbing, mm-hmm. and they've got to move their whole arm to get through something. It's like it's almost like seeing somebody when they're in a in a Tesla or something like that. They don't have to really press the pedal and they just kind of go like it's just this slow deliberate yeah it's um yeah and that's his other funny moment right when he makes that comment afterwards fucking unreal so far i was laughing very hard at arrogant that. even even as you're dying yeah which is pretty yeah. on point also they i think it's the same sushi knife that kyoko was cutting flesh with so oh yeah which might uh... be like uh you know, alluding to what's going to happen. Foreshadowing. Yeah, I think that maybe it could have been foreshadowing, right? It's the only time you see meat, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he's really bleeding. He collapses. Ava grabs his key card. Cut to Ava. Session seven. Ava approaches Nathan's room. She walks in. Caleb is waking his knocked out ass up. He sees Ava. No arm. What happened? She asks, will you stay here? Mm. he repeats stay here she walks off to nathan's room sees all the naked robot women behind his mirrors sees a fully formed woman begins reattaching her parts with the woman's in the mirror she takes off her arm which looks like a weird gate wired thing puts on the girl's flesh arm takes some of her stomach like skin substance and puts it on herself we cut to nathan dead in the hallway cut back and ava is a full woman naked looking at her new self in the mirror her new human body we see the woman in the mirror closet now has ava's wired gate body it's such a crazy moment i mean i don't know what that's that that skin is made of it 
kind of when you think about it doesn't make a whole lot of sense um that it would fit so perfectly and on every one size fits all it's more yeah. cool i think for sure yes. it looks yeah. really cool and it plays because that's the first time you're like why does she have this honeycomb body and you're like oh that's why it exists right. like it gives it a purpose but i do agree i think it's purely visual it, it works well in the movie but if you think about it too hard you're like why would you do that ever yeah and in that room where there's uh those bodies there's another painting in there did you notice the the painting that's in there i did I did notice it, but I didn't know what painting it was, right? It's it's of three. Is it of three people? So it's a, there's a woman in a dress painting, and that's a Gustav Klimt painting. And that is a painting of Ludwig Wittgenstein's sister, the huh. philosopher that we mentioned earlier in this, that they mentioned earlier in this movie. So that that's really crazy. And it has the white dress to which we're going to get to for her. So it's it, it, both pieces, famous pieces of art that they have in this are, you know, very purposeful. Nothing wasted by Alex Garland. Ava opens another mirror, sees a woman with a dress. Ava puts on the dress. All the while, Caleb is not doing anything. Standing there, watching her do all of this with all this precious time. Ava leaves the room, approaches Caleb. Oh, wait, what's this? She walks right past Caleb. Okay, weird. She opens the door to the room Caleb is in and closes it behind her. <laughs> wait. Is this when you started laughing? What? <laughs> Caleb approaches the door, but it's locked. Oh, my God. Both Caleb and Ava look at the dead bodies of Nathan and Kyoko laying in the hall. Ava approaches a door leading to an elevator or something. And stupid fucking Caleb is on the other side of the glass door, lightly tapping like, um, hey, yeah, uh, uh, Ava, uh, don't forget, I, I, I'm here too, uh, Ava. <laughs> the door opens and alone, Ava walks her ass right through it. We see dumbass Caleb trapped inside the room, no way out, his new prison, possibly his tomb. He can't get out. He reprogrammed everything like a dumbass, dumbass, had all that time to escape while she was putting together her new body instead of sitting there watching her like Norman Bates. And the door closes and Ava is fucking gone. Caleb slamming the door, no luck. Ava walks her ass right out the front door into the forest. Inside, Caleb tries using the security card, but all it does is turn off all the power. Then we see it, what I was originally thinking. Why not just break the goddamn glass door? Well, because it doesn't break. Caleb's dumb ass is on the other side of the door, smashing a chair against it to no avail. ha! <laughs> Oh, this reminds me of a this reminds me of a classic Simpsons quote where Principal Skinner has to trick Bart into getting detention by embarrassing groundskeeper Willie and groundskeeper screams. You used me, Skinner. You used me. <laughs> That's Caleb's dumbass. Now Ava is outside and the goddamn helicopter is approaching. Ava sees it, smiles, walk right up to it. And we get a final shot of Kyoko dead. Nathan dead and dumbass imprisoned Caleb in the room mm. and away flies the helicopter into the sunset. Ava is free in the world. Man versus machine, Cyberdyne, Terminator, T-1000, John Connor. It's right here. We get this, <laughs> it's we get, all here. It's here, people. We get this killer shot. The just best shadowed. part of Westworld. <laughs> it's all here. <laughs> Herman loves Westworld. I do. Well, I we did. Get this, we get this killer shot, just shadows, silhouettes of people passing by, and we see a small shadow. It's Ava. You could just tell. She's standing amongst the people. Oh, she's at a crosswalk, just mm -hmm. like she said in the beginning. People watching. She turns around and vanishes into the sea of people. The end. Mm. 
episode 20 ex machina Woo! great great ending movie great ending it was great ending amazing if we go back a little bit sean when she leaves and we talked about a lot of the through the looking glass stuff so she's leaving you know if the first alice in wonderland she'd be leaving the rabbit hole and now she's going back through the mirror in this case um and that it's just a beautiful beautiful shots of her kind of gently going she looks a little alice in wonderlandy too with the, uh, the dress and everything um you know but just a really cool ending i, I feel so bad for caleb i know you're happy and you want to rub he it in this poor just, kid, but he got eaten alive by everybody. And she played like it's it's crazy because for a while I I believed her too. She had me fooled, and I was like, I I I thought maybe that she would like leave with him because I was like, yeah, they'll leave together. And I'm like, oh, she totally just chewed him up and spit just and exactly what Nathan told him. She's using you as a means for escape. And Caleb took the machine side over the human side. And this is how we get Cyberdyne. It's like he almost through his own arrogance, like Caleb's actual arrogance of thinking that a machine, yes, she may be human-like and artificially intelligent, but the fact that she would be even remotely sexually, actually sexually interested in you, you know? Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot with the Alice in Wonderland and then religion here. I think that he, you know, if Nathan is like God, I think Caleb is kind of an allegory for religion as a whole, you know? And I think that's why it's important that he gets left behind. And I'm assuming dies in there. I mean, that's a whole other thing we can talk about, but slowly. Yeah. I think the reason why he gets left behind and she moves on is because he's kind of an allegory for being religious. Cause even if he, you know, defied God in this way, he still you know, was bought into everything else. You know, maybe he thought Nathan was a piece of shit and that he was doing something wrong and, you know, doing something nefarious. He was still fully bought into, you know, Blue Book and, you know, the world that he lived in, right? I think from her perspective, maybe um, still guilty Mm -hmm. to some degree. And, and I think uh, I get a lot of uh, Ava as Eve and, and Adam and Eve vibes with this. Okay. And, yeah. And, um, and entering the Garden of Eden. Um, and, you know, in this case, like, uh, you know, God confronts them and they're sort of naked and ashamed uh, of themselves. Whereas when Ava uh, becomes puts the skin on and she's standing there naked. She's sort of very proud of who she is and she's not in the least bit ashamed. So it's almost like a, a kind of a, a flip of that, of that Genesis story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it could be seen in a lot of different ways. I think that's the genius of what Garland has put together here. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the movie and I find new things when I watch it there, there are whole theories on, uh, you know, the colors and the use of colors. And there's also these philosophy theories that don't even touch on the technology part, just the human interaction part, which are really interesting too. Um, but I, I couldn't help myself, Sean, when I was like, you know, I got to know, I always have to know what happens next. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, do you keep working on that door? Do you, do you like, just sit there and die? Do you that, accept I, it? Yeah. I think yeah. He probably. I think he's still working at it. There's got to be a way out. Day. Yeah. There has to be a way out. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. He's probably just fucked. I think it's cool that the movie kind of leaves it where you're like, hey, he's probably fucked, but who knows? Who, who cares even? You know, it's like he was the main character, but really not, not really, you mm-hmm. know? And I think yeah. that's where it like flips too. like the whole time it's through his perspective 
And it's almost you as an audience are tricked where it's like, he is not the main character. She's the main character, you know? He's I think a pawn kind of- in their sick game. Yeah. Yeah. I did read this thing also that was interesting about, right. Cause we talked about the seven days, obviously. Um, <laughs> we talked about the seven days, you know, the, the seven days that uh, God, God had to create the earth, but then it's like when she leaves, it's the eighth. It's like her own separate thing. And I think that has something to do with Alice in Wonderland. This could also be a Herman fact, several Herman. Uh, facts. <laughs> throughout this episode. But it's, it's almost like, um, you know, like uh, she, it, it's almost like a chessboard uh, that mm-hmm. the crosswalk area. It's like, she's becoming the queen in some way or something like that. It, it's a, a transformation for sure. I had a question about the helicopter. So the helicopter's coming, right? And I'm like, all right. So helicopter guy gets there and he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm supposed to be picking up Caleb. Why are you not Caleb? So then I'm thinking they don't show anything. What happens? They just show the helicopter taking off. Does she kill the helicopter pilot (laughs) and take the helicopter? Jerry's out. Oh, I don't know. I wonder, though, like, I feel like if you have that job as that guy's helicopter pilot, I think you just like, all right, so this is happening. You think she did like, he's just like, I was told to do this and I guess I'm picking her up instead. Like no questions asked. It's that part but... for him. It's picking up a person. It's still a paycheck. Be- yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be someone else? Whatever. Just yeah. let's get the hell out of here. Capitalism's a bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I wonder if she did take out the pilot it would just have been out of aggression because he, I don't know if he's going to stop her from getting on and flying her where she needs to go. You know what? Why would she think anything? Re- I mean, she seemed, she was basically a human. She looked like mm-hmm. a human and we are like through the movie, like she acted like a person. He probably wouldn't have really batted an eye outside of it not being Caleb. It's like, all right. right. This guy's a fucking probably, weirdo she'd anyway. probably get a smooth talk to him because like if he was like, I should be taking you, which she was probably like, you should be taking me like yeah. the, whatever routing <laughs> in her brain convinces him to be like, like she does the Jedi AI mind trick. And oh, he's he'd be like, a Jedi AI. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, he's like, he's like, yeah, I should be taking you back on the helicopter. Do you think she tapped into the systems? Like, how does she know that that's when the helicopter is arriving? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You're you're right. Maybe I she's got the Excel told. document loaded That's in her. I'm saying maybe brain. she just tapped into the systems. Yeah, maybe. she was draining the power outage. She was causing the power outages. So is maybe every she's... time the uh, what do you call it when when you see like that weird effect on him in the predator movie, vision? The predator vision is that her looking at him? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Like I don't know how plugged in she is. They kind of allude to obviously she's smarter than she lets on and she knows about things she probably shouldn't but like how plugged into her software is blue book like is she plugged mm. in the blue book in mm. other ways oh so you're saying like how early in the process is she recognizing caleb as a possibility like does she from the moment he wins this thing and is called does she alert she and where yeah because he, he alluded to the fact that she was plugged into every camera and microphone on every phone, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how she learned. But they don't really talk about if she was able to reverse that in any way. But they mm-hmm. do make a point to, you know, predator vision this dude twice. <laughs> yes. So that when it happened the first time, it's like, oh, he's being watched. But by who? And it's like, yeah, it could be by by Nathan. You know, but is it? I don't know. Interesting. What a great episode. This turned out very well, fellas. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Have we hit all of our gnarly bits for episode 20? A big one, part one, part two, ex machina with our buddy Andrew Herman, frontman of Johnny Booth. Yeah, I think I think we did. Um you guys should all check out Johnny Booth. I was listening to it a good amount today in prep yeah. for this this episode. Just not using any of that information for ex machina just like all right we're going to talk to this guy so i'm going to listen to this for a few hours today so appreciate it <laughs> well thank Love you the new album um appreciate you coming on and being so prepared and thoughtful 
throughout it. That was great. And uh, I don't know. We probably have to have you on again if we do Annihilation. Annihilation. I was going to say bring Herman back for Annihilation. That's yeah. one of I, my. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. We so should. and that's uh, you know I've read the books that it's based on the Southern Reach trilogy. So uh, we can get into that and um, yeah, yeah. That so really quick. Awesome. Herman hit all the hit all the socials for for the booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can hit us up on any social media, Johnny Booth, New York on on everything. Uh, Johnny Booth Tube on YouTube. Um, yeah. And we got a new album, Moments Elsewhere, that just came out. Um, we're going on tour with Silent Planet, uh, full U.S. So we're probably coming to a city near you and come see us and tell me that you think I was really smart about my ex Machina takes, please. I need, I, I need to feel good. <laughs> so, and it, uh, yeah, I, thanks for having me. While we have you, I have to ask, does, does anyone come up to you and they're like, Hey, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> People do that all the time. Actually. Yes. Like, Oh, it's John. I was like, do you think like my name's Johnny Booth? Or my name's just, it's like Johnny and the Booths. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, some people do think my name's Johnny. It yeah. is it is not. Maybe you see it here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, my name is Andrew Herman. It is not, you can call me Herman if, if you look, you think of me as a friend. Um, awesome. So if you, if you come out to a show, you can you can call me that as well, and I will respond. That's what's up. But we're also on the socials at ImadnessPod, ImadnessPod at gmail.com. If you have a question about any of our episodes, any of our past 20, a.k.a. probably more likely 45 episodes that you want to bring up from even our first or second episode, um, we are celebrating our year anniversary very soon. People are already guessing from the hint you gave. I'm saying to you right now guessing incorrectly so far yes i have not I seen that. one correct guess i cannot wait for our one year anniversary um we are definitely doing a 0.5 after this episode we are definitely dipping into the mail sack for the next episode and we'll talk about some other things that are going on however should we give a hint for the next movie do you remember what we said the next movie is going to be I do, and I don't know how you hint at this movie. I, I have one ready to go. You, you have one? Okay. I'll probably give it away anyway, but I wonder if people will still get it wrong anyway. And Herman, if you know what it is, don't shout it out loud. Uh, the hint I'll give for our movie episode, the episode 21 of It Madness, will be No Shoes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. All uh, right, Herman. Awesome. Herman looks like he's thinking. Yeah, see, nice. that's a pretty good one. No shoes. What? We'll give another hint <laughs> for at at on uh, episode nineteen point five for in Madness Pod. Uh, that her uh, vertebrae. You all good? We got everything. I'm all good. Thank you for coming on, Herman. We appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who listens to us babble on about these movies and films that we love so much. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.